It is time to celebrate a whole year of Direction Not Perfection podcasts. I'm actually sitting outside of a coffee shop, so if you hear other noises, it's because I'm officially in Fayetteville, Arkansas. We pulled in late last night. We don't have any Wi-Fi or anything in our house. And I'm like, oh, what a perfect way to end the 2019 year of Direction Not Perfection podcast because this is for sure not perfection and I still want to get you your Friday podcast. I have an awesome interview lined up for you today and I'm just so excited to introduce you to a longtime friend, owner of Drizzle Kitchen. If you want to join us for a good laugh, beautiful insight into food allergies and the tools that can keep us sane if we are living in this reality, please join us for the last time in 2019 and stay tuned. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me. I am your host, Lindsay House, registered dietitian, private trainer, accountability coach, author. I have been working with clients for over 13 years, passionately changing the culture of health and fitness. I'm out here smashing scales, helping individuals rewrite the rules to what success looks like in their life. I want to change generational thinking. No more all or nothing mentality. Get rid of the diets and believe in the individualized journey. We are stronger than we will ever accept and beautifully made just the way we are. Keep your eyes on your own paper and trust your own path. Thank you for trusting me and letting me be a constant encouragement through your week. Let's get this motivation started. Welcome to your podcast, Direction Not Perfection. Happy Podcast Friday. Welcome to episode 51, Drizzle Kitchen, Happy Foods for Everybody and Every Allergy. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited to introduce you to Kendra Peterson today, owner of Drizzle Kitchen. So excited, in fact, that my family pulled into Fayetteville, Arkansas last night at 9 o'clock. We have no Wi-Fi, and I woke up this morning, and I'm like, darn it, I am getting this podcast out whatever that means and what it means right now is sitting outside and you're probably going to hear cars driving by but i had to find me some (laughs) wi-fi so i hope this doesn't interrupt the interview for you and you can still enjoy but it was just so important for me to get this to you and as you know i feel like celebrating is on everyone's mind as we ring in the new year with that celebrating comes eating and drinking old favorites and new things to try we strive to feed ourselves and our loved ones food that is not only good for us but you know we also need it to taste great whether celebrating or cooking weekly family meals planning and cooking are never they're never ending it's always a chore it feels like and it can be stressful but especially if somebody has a food allergy. Today, I interview Kendra Peterson. We became close friends at Miami University as we both worked towards our degree in food science and nutrition. She is a chef, an author, food allergy expert, food photographer, and owner of Drizzle Kitchen, a Chicago-based private chef service that focuses on nutritious, allergy-friendly foods. There are so many types of reactions to food allergens, from relatively mild, such as migraines, to severe, such as anaphylactic shock, which can be fatal, 
repeated exposure to any allergen can eventually become a really serious problem. Therefore, anyone who has an allergy themselves or a child or a loved one with an allergy must be hyper vigilant. Chef Kendra is committed to making delicious food options accessible regardless of food allergy or health conditions. She has a degree in nutrition and food science from Miami University of Ohio and has been working professionally in kitchens since the age of 16. At a young age, she was recruited by Williams-Sonoma to open stores and create culinary programs, followed by three years as a chef instructor at the Chopping Block, Chicago's renowned cooking school. In 2008, she launched Drizzle Kitchen, an upscale private chef service for families and individuals who require allergy-adaptable cuisine. Over the years, she has gained a lot of attention from media and brands in need of an expert-level chef. And she works exclusively with foods that are creative, delicious, and safe for the entire family, whether it's food allergy or severe health condition. In 2018, she penned her first cookbook, Drizzle Kitchen Favorites, Happy Foods for Everybody and Every Allergy. Kendra is committed to collaborating with like-minded brands that want to make eating safe, nutritious, and fun for everyone. Kendra has developed a service that builds recipes and meal plans specific to the needs of her clients, whether they need help with food allergies, weight loss, medical problems, or just time and energy. Her chefs will come to your home, cook meals, teach you how to prepare them yourself. They will do research about the safest restaurants for you to dine at places to avoid. They will even travel with you to help you experience new foods and specialties of other cities. Her team creates recipes that are safe for you, but they also focus on making them taste good, but taste testing all their recipes. An allergy-friendly food should be good, not good enough. They will work with your doctors, dietitians, and trainers to create a holistic approach. So uh, without further ado, meet Kendra. Oh, hi, Kendra. Hello. And you just dropped off your little doggy nutmeg at daycare. Yes. <laughs> yes, otherwise you'd hear him incessantly barking in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Which we wouldn't mind too much. It's direction, not perfection. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. So I thought it would be really fun for us to start with how you and I met and our little, how our paths really have kept and keep crossing throughout life, which is awesome. Yeah. This is what I remember. I remember sitting in a college class and I'm like, that girl is gorgeous. <laughs> Who is she? <laughs> You're hilarious. I'm serious. And then you were like funny and fun. And I'm like, I want to be her friend. <laughs> well, I was like the naughty one in the dietetics path. <laughs> I think all of our teachers hated us, but I had a really fun time in college. And you know, I graduated. Yo, <laughs> you totally graduated. Stop. You're making yourself sound worse than no. <laughs> Yeah, we met, I think like it was freshman year. It was, yeah. I remember, I remember being food science. Yes. Where I feel like I met everybody. Um, did you then, like food science during science. you did? I loved it. Dr. Michael was so scary, but <laughs> as a teacher, but I really, I loved food science because to me that, and that actually relates the most to what I do right now. So that's totally makes sense. That's why I liked it so much. Yes. Yeah. I was, was looking on your cookbook and I love how you call yourself the food, the happy food alchemist. Yes. <laughs> Which like immediately I think of food science and totally. I didn't realize that was a happy spot for you in college too. I thought you kind of like grew into it, but you always cool. liked it. I loved food science because it was the most cooking that we did. Everything else was yes. like, you know, numbers and charts and percentages of macro and micro. Yes. And I was like, no, I don't want to know how to shift your muscle into fast twitch and you know, <laughs> I, just to cook. 
I wanted to cook healthy food. Um, I love that you have known that all along. Like that has been part of you. Yes. And then I have to, this is like shifting to serious for a second, but I had lost my dad in college and you had lost your mom earlier on in life. And you were one of my biggest support systems. I just felt like you were my person through that, that you were so comfy and I forever appreciate and forever feel bonded to you because of that. Well, you're very welcome. I think it's, it's the reason why these things happen, who knows, but what you can make out of it is I feel like purpose. Yes. Helping other people or growing yourself or being closer with your family or whatnot. And so yes, it was a no brainer for me to, I don't know, just hold your hand and be by your side. Well, I'm, I think of you all of the time with that. And like, when I think of when somebody else loses someone, I'm like, how can I be a Kendra for them? How can I, I mean it. That means a lot. No. Well, so, listeners, if you don't know, Linz and I are real close. <laughs> yes. When you can't tell by this. <laughs> when you know somebody through their college years, you like know somebody. Totally, totally, totally. Well, and then I, I also think is that you and I have the same college degree. Our paths are very different. Like that's what, that's why I love seeing what all of our friends are doing from the class that we were mm-hmm. in. Like I love seeing what Adelaide did because there's so many different things that we're doing now. Whereas when we were in college, I feel like there were two paths. So you went to a hospital or school to be a dietitian or right. you went to food science. That was it. Right. So I think it's really cool to see what we're, what we're both doing now. Oh, absolutely. And like you said, following other people from our class and just and not a lot of people have all gone down the same road, you know, like everyone's kind of doing their thing. Right. Right. Yes. Um, I always think it before we get off personal, I think it's fun to tell funny stories with my interview oh, <laughs> guests. Oh, Do you God. know where I'm going to go with this? I don't. And I'm <laughs> a little concerned. <laughs> no, this one's easy. Hyde Park. You and I were walking my dog, Gabby. <laughs> the bus tire exploding. Right. We <laughs> were this thing. It was so crazy. So we were standing on a corner and I had my mom's dog with me and Kendra and I, like this big mega bus pulls up, <laughs> tire explodes. But like, we didn't know that the tire exploded. It took us like five minutes and poor Abby ran away. Remember? I know. Yes. I'm luckily not into the street to get hit. We got blown back into the bushes. It yeah. felt like a bomb went off. It really did. And it was so loud. So loud. Like we both probably have hearing loss from the incident. Probably. probably. <laughs> and, yeah. and so what we were left with, and this is the part that I'm always like, oh my gosh, I have pictures still to this day. <laughs> Bus tire shreds in our legs. Shrapnel. <laughs> bleeding. Shrapnel. Yes. Crazy. I remember I calling my stepmom and like being, it was before you could like send text pictures and stuff. And I had to describe to her what happened. I was like, do we need to go to the emergency room? Yeah. <laughs> using tweezers to pick this stuff out of our legs. Yes. Do you remember we walked to the, the like sheriff station because we're like, surely someone has to like really care. Like this is a big deal. We just yes. pretty much got blown up <laughs> and they could have cared less. I don't even think they had this right in incident report. It was like, okay, ladies. <laughs> Go pour a glass of wine. You'll be fine. Right. <laughs> like, I think what we probably did after that. Yeah, thanks. Sure. We did. We for sure did after we, while, while picking shrapnel out of probably. it. Probably. It probably helped. It probably aided in the shrapnel <laughs> removal. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So there's our background. <laughs> and speaking of paths, you have taken this path of 
food allergies and like taking your, your ability in the kitchen to make like where I go with this is I feel like individuals who have been diagnosed with whether it's a food allergy or a sensitivity can feel very hopeless because like they feel very limited and you step in and you pretty much have this hopeful promise that you can replace anything. You can make food still taste good and still avoid everything they need to avoid. Right? Like talk on your business. So, um, so I own Drizzle Kitchen, which is a, um, call it happy food alchemy because we deal with, we do a lot of food allergies. That's where my expertise lies. Um, I travel with, you know, companies and I do trade shows and speak a lot to that. We do also have some families though, who just want to eat really nutritionally dense food or, you know, just have healthy things on hand. You know, I live in a big city. Lots of people just get lazy and they order out food. So sometimes we just make the same things, but if you make it at home, it's so much healthier. It's cleaner. We can sneak veggies in. Hence the happy food alchemy because we are really adaptable to whatever our clients need. My favorite part of the business is the food allergies because just like we were talking before we pressed record, um, Mm -hmm. these kids have just no, no hope of feeling like they belong necessarily. And where I come in is I'm like, totally let's, Let's help you return back to like normalcy. It's, and for me, it's, it's really fun and easy. So the basis of what we do is we provide meal services for families, whether it's food allergies or, you know, if they're just busy and they want healthy meals. So it's a weekly service. But I also do um, Skype consulting with people who, you know, want some help with recipes or they want to help with meal planning. I travel with my clients. I have five, well, I have six. I now have six chefs that work for me. Um, wow. Cause I'm a masochist and I'm just, you know, I'm either in the kitchen or I'm in front of my computer. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> emailing recipes to my chefs or I'm in the kitchen cooking for my clients. Oh, oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So that's, I mean, that's the basis of what we do. I personally, I only have four clients. I haven't taken new clients in four years almost. And then I do consulting for some brands like Enjoy Life Foods we were talking about. Um, Vitacost is another one. Yes. But then I do a bunch of little one-offs like, um, I do some uh, food photography, like uh, Harvest Snappy Crisps, which is oh, one of my favorite favorite snacks ever. Um, I love those too. Some are stuff, some are photos, and so there's like little things here and there that I that I do something. Not just because if you're not busy enough, make sure to fill your any spare moment. Time <laughs> <laughs> up. Yeah, so that's right. And then I have my own blog. I have a newsletter. You know, I have all this stuff. So, which I will be putting in the show notes just for all of our listeners. Anything that you hear us talking about today, I promise to link up. Um, rewind, rewind, rewind. Yep. Start with you were mentioning in our previous conversation. You know, you're like this affects kids' lives. Go back to that. Like, so it it can range. I mean, we'll we'll do the most severe, and then we can you know gradually work our way up. Um, we have a client whose child, two, two out of three kids, are so severely anaphylactic, airborne anaphylactic. So that means if they are in the same room as one of these allergens and it just happens to be floating around in the air, they mm-hmm. will react to it. And, you know, there's all different ranges, anaphylaxis, all the way to GI, all the way to migraines. I think everyone, a lot of people who aren't familiar with allergies only understand an allergy if you have an anaphylaxis reaction. Right. Meaning you stop breathing. Right. You stop breathing. Your organs shut down. You can like visibly see this person shutting down. Yes. Well, yes. And that's an immediate, terrifying, terrible reaction. That's usually where people use EpiPens. But 
you should be using Happy Pens always if you have any food allergy, even if it's just an internal GI reaction, um, because time time after time it can destroy you. I mean, part of part of the challenge with people, and this is not an allergy. Celiac disease is an autoimmune disease, but celiac disease there's these little um, the villi that lines your gut, that lines your intestines, and that helps move food along. But in between those little fingers, which is what the villi kind of look like, there are vitamins and minerals that are synthesized, and calcium is one of those. So if you have celiac disease and you're not taking care of it, mind you, you your throat might not close up, you might not have the swelling, but if you don't take care of it, your body will stop being able to use calcium. Yes. You have really brittle bones. So there's all these internal things too, which make it tricky because I feel like food allergies are so prevalent now, right. but a lot of people who don't have immediate contact with it only believe a food allergy is that visible reaction. Right. You know, so right. these kids have these debilitating allergies, and I think sometimes people don't believe them necessarily if they're not with their parents, or even if they are with their parents, people roll their eyes or whatnot, and so you have that facet. And then you also have these little kids, you know, they can't go to a regular birthday party if they have this airborne allergen um, because it might be there or what happens if one of their friends touches something touches a toy they're playing with and they put that in their mouth or what, like there there's all these ways that these kids can't necessarily participate in real life the right. way that you expect it to like imagine being a parent and then this this heightened level of anxiety it's so 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 much so i like to come in and like what I say is I take their hand and I walk them off the ledge Yeah, because there are ways to get around it. There's just the, the real life activities that you think they can. They often can't go to restaurants. They often can't even get on an airplane. They often can't go to birthday parties or let alone have a sleepover. Right. Oh. You just don't know. So the burden is really on the parents to then either go with them everywhere to make right. sure they're okay or always host to make sure that they're in control of what's, you know, what they're eating and what's around them and what's surrounding them. So, I mean, you know, be a parent, which is difficult enough. And then you add that crazy level of anxiety. Oh, uh, right. So what we do, what I like to say is this, this is when I shine the best is yeah. when people come to me and they're like, I don't, I do not know what to do. I mean, we have two clients right now who have never taken their children to restaurants. Mm. They can't safely eat there. So yeah. I come in and I take their hand and I walk them off the ledge is what I say, because it's really scary. It's super scary. It's a life and death situation. And if you aren't familiar, deeply familiar with food, you stick to your basics. You right. stick to what you know is safe and that is it. So, you know, holiday meals with a pumpkin pie and stuffing and a turkey, forget it. Maybe you can do the turkey, but yeah. even meat, people don't even realize that sometimes meat is not processed safely because it might be in the same case as something that's marinated with right. soy sauce or peanut oil, or like there could be cross contamination that way. So it's, I mean, it's just the level of safety and the level of um, focus that you need to be contacting these companies to know where you can buy safe things. It's, it's really, really a lot. So I think I was mentioning spoken, which is a food allergy app that I love. It's okay. A really app. It's started by a woman in Chicago that I'm dear friends with. And it is really, really incredible. It is an app where you can find me on it. Okay. Um, you create a, a username for yourself. So I'm Drizzle Kitchen, of course. And then you type in your allergens. So mine, you know, I, I have gluten and peanuts. Um, so you type those in and your feed only shows you the other user's input 
that is gluten-free and peanut-free. So you're not sifting through all the things to try to figure out what applies to you. And it's everything from restaurants to hotels to airlines to food products. Wow. So it's your resource so you don't feel like all that burden is on you. It's yes. really an incredible app for food allergies. Do yeah. you think this is one of the main problems is people don't know where to, like even once they get in your hands, then the resources become, oh my goodness, that exists, that exists. You know, people just don't know where to even start. Right. They don't. And, and I mean, the beauty of, right, of food right now is that there's so many amazing companies and so many great products that are coming out of it. Um, but just because something is naturally gluten-free doesn't mean that the product itself is guaranteed to be gluten-free. For, for a lot of people, it probably is. But for right. people who have a really severe issue with whatever the allergens might be, you know, it can get really tricky. So that's, that's where finding helpful things like spoken is especially for my clients like we're supposed to do a peppermint bark for one of our clients the one, one of that one of the two families that's severely allergic and we ha I spent about 20 minutes trying to find safe peppermint candies that we could crush to use yeah you know yeah. so you, you kind of need to like a bucket list of basically of these companies and these brands that are safe Yes. Oh, that's amazing. Have you had parents just like melt on you just once you can walk into their house and show them? Yeah. Well, it's when I get the pictures from the holidays, that's my favorite. Like, so like the Thanksgiving tables we just did for, you know, we, we did, we did a lot of Thanksgiving meals last week for clients. <laughs> we did all of our food allergic families. We do their entire meal for them. And the, the best is when they're like, we've never had a holiday meal like this with so much variety and so many different oh. things. And, you know, oh. I think that they think it's near impossible that you'll ever be able to have a pumpkin pie or dessert, I think is the trickiest for people. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, nope, I have a crust recipe for you. I have a great pumpkin recipe for you. Like it's, it all, it all works out fine. And that's what makes me so happy. Oh, for sure. And I mean, you are a huge advocate. You're a foodie at heart. I mean, you care that your food tastes good. And Absolutely. so you want that for your clients. Yeah. Yeah. And so if at first, you know, you try something and it's not up to their taste, I was reading this in your cookbook too, like you have eight more, 10 more options to try. Like you are going to keep going until. Yeah, absolutely. Because you shouldn't be eating gross food just because you have a food allergy. Like, you know, sometimes it's funny. I go to these giant trade shows. There's Expo West is in um, California in the spring. It's insane. You should come with me one year. I want to. <laughs> Crazy. But you try all of these food allergic products and I'm like, well, I I don't know. I guess maybe that would be good if I couldn't eat 14 of the allergens, but like it should just be good. <laughs> right. Yes. You know? I mean, like this is part of why I really love Enjoy Life Foods so much because I really, really, really love their products, especially their chocolate. Even, even people who don't have food allergies are always mm -hmm. using their chocolate because it's just super clean. Hmm. There's no reason to have food that doesn't like I, I really feel like it's it should be the burden of companies to continue testing recipes to make sure that it's good and not just like okay for someone with food allergies. Right. Know? To just get it out there. Yes. Yeah. Oh. So you you do your you have weekly meal planning with you have your families, like you said. You also go on vacations with your families? I do. Oh. <laughs> I've traveled with my clients. Um I do a lot of, you know, I'm based in Chicago, and so in the summer, most of our families have houses in Wisconsin or Michigan, mm -hmm. uh, and they move up there. They just leave the city and they move up to their houses. And so I'll travel 
like every, you know, every other week or whatnot, I'll go up there and we'll do like a sushi making night or I'll do a barbecue or, you know, I'll, like last summer I went up with one of my clients and we planted her whole herb garden. And that was oh so my gosh. fun. Both so of our fun. dogs were there like cheering us on, just watching. <laughs> they were helping us, they were helping us till, till the dirt. It was awesome. Right. <laughs> so funny. Um, so yes, yeah, so I do that. And then, um, I've been to California. I've been to Florida. Uh, I guess that's it. Nothing international. I was working on Chile. I have, I have, I have a family that might take me to Chile. So. Oh my goodness! Do you yeah. hear that, listeners? If you need a dietitian to go with you, and <laughs> we we travel. <laughs> you know, I would travel in a pair. Yes. <laughs> dietitian <shop> pair. <laughs> oh my goodness! No, it's, fun. it's fun, and I mean, part of what I love about my family is why I like doing. So we we cook. I think I failed to mention this. We cook out of their homes. Okay. We don't have a central kitchen that we prepare the meals in and drop off. We're in their houses. So we're like intricately woven into their family life. Yes. We do that because of the food allergies. There's no That's way right. that I could service these people in a commercial kitchen and do all their food allergies. So Right. And then so feel comfortable that you've omitted all. Right. You know, there, like I mean, there's saying. no way that you can clean a kitchen from all so airborne. Out, right. There's, there's just no way. So yeah. Start to be at their house. But yeah, it's fun because then that way, like we really do become, like I've been to graduations and birthday parties. I've actually gone on a girl's vacation with one of my clients, not as a working vacation, as yeah. like a friend vacation. I believe that. Yeah. I mean, because that's the relationship that we build and it's, it's impossible for me to not become friends and friendly with my clients. <laughs> I like, hear I you. Yeah. I know. I kind of feel like if, that way. no, if that line needs to get crossed to enjoy the job, you know, so be it. But it's also important to know when to toe the line. You sure. Know, when, when I have clients who have, you know, the owners of the Cubs over for dinner or professional sports players or <laughs> politicians, I'm not going to be like, Hey, remember that time that we went to New York? Like, no, I'm going to wear my chef coat. I'm going to be in the kitchen. You know, it's, it's, Definitely important to tell that line. <laughs> Go belly up to the bar and start chatting. <laughs> Neglect not, not, that. A good idea. Yeah. not a good idea. Not happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing that I love is that you work directly with people's doctors or their trainers or their dietitians. You're a team approach. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I feel especially now, and thank God the holistic approach is come is becoming more mm -hmm. central in the United mm -hmm. States as opposed to being woo-woo. Um, but the holistic approach to health does involve everybody. So, you know, if, if people are hiring me to cook nutritiously dense food for them and they go to the doctor and their doctor says, by the way, you know, you, you need to reduce this, you need to increase this, or your cholesterol or your, you know, lipids or whatnot, I should be knowing that. Right. And their doctor should also know that they have someone who can prepare food for them that's specific. So well, it's very important for me to be able to have that access. Um, You're so unique because you have your dietetics background. Like you've got the nutrition component. Yeah, it definitely helps. It definitely helps. Do you I feel like chefs in general, are chefs starting to pair more of that together? Or Yeah, there's more culinary schools that are offering um, a nutrition culinary degree. Mm which it's still, it's not, you know, it's not a dietetics degree, but it's still a lot more nutrition than ever was before because there's so much more opportunity now. You know, I mean, there will always be the space for people who, or for chefs to work in, you know, these beautiful fancy kitchens and doing classic techniques and classic methods, but there's also a huge need and demand from people now to be doing healthier, more nutritionally balanced foods, you know, like true food kitchen. 
Right. Floating. You know, but, I'm like Andrew Weil. Like all of these, all of these people are becoming mainstream now, and so I like that it's moving into restaurant facets. Yeah. <laughs> my my question, the but there was they don't. I'm sure haven't come out of chemistry test crying. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. I don't think I made it out of one chemistry exam without like at least one tear. <laughs> worst. The worst. Those right? entire. First- Two years of college of chemistry, I wanted to just lose it. I know. I oh. like don't understand how you can study so hard and still like barely eke out a C. You know, <laughs> that was it made me feel more unintelligent. <laughs> I was like, I am a smart person. I know I'm a smart person. I, I'm impossible, impossible. You know what? We did it, Lindsay. We did it. We did it. And do you know what? Not one door has closed in our face because of a chemistry exam. Exactly. Oh, God, it's terrible. It's funny because when people ask me about, you know, what I studied in college and I was like, oh, nutrition, but you better like science. Yes. Like, it's always a caveat. I'm like, you better love science because the degree follows pre-med. It's it crazy. does. I mean, it's not I, crazy, but it's like, I, I don't think that I expected that going into school. Um, I'm kind of glad I didn't know. I don't know if I would have like gone through with it if I knew. I probably would have gone straight to culinary school. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. But this was meant to be for you. It was recently. <laughs> it was. Yeah. No, it was, it was great. But the, yeah, that degree, um, it definitely, it definitely comes into really good, clear focus, especially when I am um, looking at brands to work with. Yes. You know, I'm not just a food blogger. I'm not just somebody who takes photos of recipes, you know, especially with, um, I think I was telling you, I have to do some food photography for enjoy life foods after we get off this, um, this call. And with them, especially, you know, testing cooking allergy free is not just a one for one replacement, you know, which I I will tell you, you guys, even I make, even I absolutely make mistakes. Um, last week I added peppermint extract when I meant to add vanilla extract into something. I had to throw an entire batch. Um, and then Saturday I was at my sister's house making cookies and she made regular thumbprints for her cookie exchange. And I was like, I'm going to make some gluten-free ones and test this recipe out. They were a disaster. It's going to happen, right? Disaster. Totally. (laughs) So it's like, and, and so I think that I guess how I'm going to circle this all back together is with the food science background, you can go back and be like, all right, well, what do I need? I need something that is going to help it stay together. So I need something that's going to give it that gluten bond without adding gluten because it needs to be gluten-free. So then I know I can add psyllium husk or xanthan gum or guar gum. You know, I think more people know that now probably because it's, you see it in recipes, but not everybody would understand all right, this cookie is crumbling and falling apart. How can I fix it? For sure. And I think you're giving, I, a lot of people might go, no, no, I don't understand. You're just speaking French right there. I've never heard of guar gum or, I mean, you rattle things off because you live in that life every day. Right. But, and you bring up a really good point too, that I want to talk on. It's the whole concept that like, you're going to make it and sometimes it's going to fail, but how do you keep people engaged enough to care to keep trying? Like, I think that's where the fall off is a lot that it's like, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of money. And then if it doesn't come out right. Ugh. Right. Well, which is, I mean, that's the whole frustrating part about cooking anyway, whether you're making tomato sauce or you're baking something. I mean, it's a lot of why my girlfriends in the city don't cook because they're like, it's expensive 
to buy all this stuff. And then if I make it doesn't turn out, then I have to order something. (laughs) That's such a good point. Yes. Order dinner. So that's where it's important to like, you can, let's say you come home tonight and you're like, I want to make tacos. You can go on, you can go into Google and Google tacos and you're going to get 1 million recipes out of it. But how do you know which one's going to turn out? Because I know that I can tell you for a fact, not every single one of those recipes, most bloggers do not test their recipes. Hmm. Their photography might be beautiful, but it might taste terrible. Like it might not actually come together. So especially with food allergies, it's important to find the um, websites, the authors and the chefs that you really trust who either work with brands and so you know that you have that brand stamp of approval because like they've been working together for so long or because you read the comments, you know, and you can see the comments that people write about how, like how great this recipe was or how perfect it worked or whatnot. Right. So to not just find like any willy nilly recipe because who wants to spend, you know, these alternative flowers and alternative short means, you know, like the dairy alternatives, they're expensive. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You know, let's say you have three kids and you decide to make your allergy-free cookies. If those don't turn out, you know, you probably spent four hours doing it because your kids wanted to stir something and then they spilled the flour on the floor. Like, <laughs> you know, this is not a seamless <laughs> So it's definitely important to find good recipes. Yes. So your comforting advice to people with that, like how many times do you have to keep going back to the well and keep trying things? Like what, what's your common, like how do you handhold people through this process? Um, I mean, well, the beauty is most of our clients just hire us to do That's it. what I was just going to say. They're not cooking it. It's me or one of my chefs. Let's um, pretend somebody lived in Fayetteville, Arkansas, <laughs> yeah. which is where I'm about to live. Yes. And I had no access to your chefs. What well, would your... That's where I've done some of these Skype sessions with people. Mm. Because they, they'll be like, I went gluten-free four years or whatever, dairy-free. I went dairy-free four years ago, and I keep trying to make these dishes, and they just don't turn out. And so we'll, we'll do a Skype session and talk about, you know, do like a weekly meal plan for them, but talk about where their struggles are, mm-hmm. and then that's where I can help them, you know, because it's not a one-for-one sub. Sometimes it is, and that's amazing. When, it, when I test something and I just do one-for-one sub and it works, I'm like, Yes. Okay, and one for one sub, I know what it is, but can you explain what you're saying? <laughs> one for one sub means, like, so let's say you are taking grandma's favorite cookie recipe and mm-hmm. it uses butter and flour and eggs and sugar, but you can't eat eggs. So instead, you replace it with an egg replacer. My favorite one, and the most common and basic one is to make a flax egg, which is one tablespoon of ground flax meal and three tablespoons of hot water kind of gels up and it gives you a similar essence of an egg. So let's say you do the same exact recipe and you just take out the um, chicken egg and you replace it with that allergy adaptable egg. That's what I'm talking about, a one-for-one replacement. Okay. Not like you need to change multiple ingredients or add multiple ingredients to replace that one ingredient. Okay. That's the tricky part about allergy-free and allergy-adaptable cooking is that often you do need to replace multiple ingredients. Like you can't just take out all purpose flour and replace it with rice flour. Right. You will have, you will, I guarantee you will have a disaster. Do not do that. Okay. No, that's <laughs> such a good point. Cause I think that's the first thing people think is I'm allergic to name your whatever. Right. I'll just replace it. And it's not that easy. No, it's food and science. It comes with companies now that have great blends out there, especially for allergy free flowers. Mm-hmm. 
need to, there's multiple chemical aspects of all-purpose flour, of what it does in a recipe. And in order to mimic that, that same exact chemical reaction, mm-hmm. you not only add gluten-free flours, but you also need to add starches, and you need to add something that kind of creates the gummy bond of what gluten provides. That's mm-hmm. when I mentioned guar gum, the xanthan gum, or the psyllium husk. Yes. And so you have put, I have your first cookbook and you're working on a second cookbook, but that's the purpose, right? Is to like help people understand what some of these substitutions can start to look like. Right. Right. Well, what, so I wrote the first book because I was traveling a lot with enjoy life foods at the time and people would come up to the booth and I'm always, because I'm, you know, at the cooking station, I'm always like their first point of contact. And so I got lots of great stories of, you know, how much people loved it, which is always make, makes me so happy. But then I also would hear from people that they're like, oh, well, we love Enjoy Life Foods. You know, we can still eat three of the top eight, but it's not safe for us to do, you know, any other products because we don't know about cross-contamination or, you know, recipes or whatnot. And I was like, well, if you can eat almonds then you should be able to eat almonds. Or if you can eat dairy, you should be able to do that. So the, the biggest thing for me with the book is that I wanted to have a base recipe and then all of the top eight food allergens, there would be a, a replacement. Mm-hmm. So let's say there's a recipe for pasta and it has butter in it. And there would be a little asterisk next to the butter. And at the very bottom of the recipe, it would give you the direct replacement for it. So it might just be olive oil or something like that. Because I, I want people to feel empowered. Mm-hmm. Like it, it can feel like you are trapped in a cage, I think, when you have an allergy, or especially when you've just been given a fresh diagnosis. Yeah. So I wanted this book to show people, like, you can totally do it. You know, here's a recipe that actually includes when you're allergens. And by the way, here's how to make that same exact recipe safe for you. Right. I love that. It goes back to, I think somebody wouldn't necessarily know to grab you for a consult. Like that is amazing to hear because these people with allergies feel like they need somebody like cooking beside them, which is always super helpful or doing it for my sister has been dealing a lot with food allergies and she's doing a lot of the investigating, but it's time consuming. And to think that someone can just sit there over a Skype even, and at least get the resources in your hands and those initial ideas flowing. Totally. Well, and it's even like there, I have a whole list of like favorite products or favorite websites or, you know, a a lot of people, that's funny. A lot of people want a cream sauce. They're so used to like either Alfredo or something like that. Uh And I actually, a couple years ago, I was doing some filming for Enjoy Life Foods, and I was like, we, fr- we have to film a cream sauce. Everybody wants a cream sauce. <laughs> you know, so, but a lot of people don't know you can do that. So I yeah. think when I do these Skype calls, people come with a list of like, these were some of our family favorites, and I don't know where to start. I don't right. know how to replace that or bring it back in. And that's right. I'm like, well, yeah, well, I have a recipe for that, and I can yeah. <laughs> go to this website. or Because you know, I do it every day, every single day. Yeah. Then it brings people joy, like food. It sounds like, oh, you know, if we're just hearing it flippantly, like whatever, just don't put that food in your life. But there are connections with food. And I mean, man, even you with like losing your mom, don't you have certain things that just bring you right back to your mom because of a smell or a taste or a, yeah, your website is gorgeous. Thanks. <laughs> and <laughs> I revamp this spring. So I'm, I love it for now, but hoping to make it more user friendly. Oh, even more. Yeah. 
Well, I felt like it was. Actually, I should have said this before we get off your books. So when is your next book coming out? When's your next recipe book? Um, I'm working on it right now. I would really, really love for it to be ready by Allergy Awareness Month, which is in the spring. Mm. Um, Yes. So I would love for it to be ready by the spring, um, but worst case scenario, it'll be ready by summer. Okay. It's going to be like double the recipes. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Light at the end of the tunnel. (laughs) Totally. And some like big fan favorites. It's funny because I wrote this book and then I gave it to my clients and they were like, but wait a minute. You didn't miss our, our favorite recipe for this or our favorite recipe for this. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> You're like, am I going to go back to the well and do another book? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to figure out if I want to do food photography by myself or if I want to have. I had this awesome photographer do it the first time. So these are the things you have to figure out. With. Oh, for sure. Everything's a decision. <laughs> it's so much work. It is. I'm actually super impressed you're back doing it again with not that much of a break in between. <laughs> It feels like it was a pretty big break, though. My, my boyfriend's always like, um, when are you going to write that second book? You keep talking about it. I'm like, I don't know. When I can clone myself. Yes. It'd be so. super helpful. Maybe you should still hire out that other photographer. I know. I probably will. Just saying. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm excited. I, we have some really fun recipes going into this one, especially um, like really great, super high food allergic recipes that are going to be in it to help with holidays. That's right. a, I mean, especially because we're in the midst of the holidays when you and I are chatting right now. But holidays are very emotional. To, to our point previously, food is very emotional. Holidays yes. are very emotional. And so to have access to things that can help you celebrate the holidays safely um, and easily, that's, that's a real big thing for me this time of year for people. So Yes, it's amazing. Yeah. Just, um, so your website, back to that, because this – you have resources on your website and your blogs linked to your website. Like somebody can go there and grab everything they need. (laughs) Yeah. I actually, I posted an entire allergy top eight allergic free Thanksgiving menu. So, uh, and I'm planning on doing the same thing for Christmas. So people have food allergies. If, if, if they have the top eight, there'll be an entire Christmas menu on there with photos and links. So they can just grab the recipes. That is Awesome. It's drizzlekitchen.com. I'm just going to say it a couple times, drizzlekitchen.com. And that'll be in the show notes. Um, and I love following you on Instagram. A, you're my friend and I just love seeing your face. (laughs) But now like my whole family follows you. They actually, (laughs) we were at Thanksgiving. (laughs) It makes me happy. It's funny. I was at a brunch yesterday for one of my girlfriends and there were a few people there who I hadn't met before. And they're like, oh, this is Kendra. You know, she's a chef. And they're like, wait a minute, are you Drizzle Kitchen? They're like, we follow you on Instagram. And I was like, oh, God, thank you. Like, little things that make me happy. Oh, for sure, right? No, it's fun. I I like doing Instagram. I like the stories, I think, more than I like the static posts, to be honest with you. Because Hmm. within the stories is where I will either, like, show people what I'm cooking for myself for dinner and walk you through it. Or, like, last week, I walked people through how to make gravy ahead of time allergy-free gravy ahead of time, like kind of step-by-step as I was doing it. Yes. So, and I got a lot of comments that that was really helpful. So I think the stories for me is fun because it's a way for me to show people what it's like to live a food allergic life real time. And all that's what I was going to Yes. The real time so important, especially like in those kitchen moments, it makes it feel like tangible, attainable right. for people because they're like, oh, you're doing it right now. I don't know. I agree with you. That's yeah. huge. And for dinners. When I come home and I'm like, oh my God, I didn't plan anything. What can I do that's going to be gluten-free and peanut-free? And you just, you know, just kind of throw it together. 
Are you living that way too? Like, because you, you don't really have a peanut allergy or a. My boyfriend does. My boyfriend does. Gotcha. Yeah, he's anaphylactic to peanuts. So, oh, yeah, so there you are. Lentils, but he also he gets pretty sick from lentils. I really okay. they're legume. Yes, yeah, so you're living it. Peanuts are not a nut. They are legume. They grow <laughs> in the ground. They are technically a bean. <laughs> Do you educate people all the time? We go to restaurants and they're like, "Oh, is it all nuts?" And he's like, "A peanut is not a nut." I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Here we go. Not everyone wants education. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so we um, gluten free and peanut free. Although he owns a sandwich shop, so I am gluten free in our house. But he, like, I'll make regular pasta for him, and I'll make my gluten free pasta for myself, type of thing. But that's amazing, though, that you're living that as well for your clients to hear that, or the outside world to know that that you really are living it. You you have your struggles with it, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There's there are multiple. Mine's not as debilitating as his, obviously. Um, he, I mean, he truly has immediate reactions to peanuts. Mm-hmm. So there are definitely some restaurants that we cannot go to, mm-hmm. um, either because he's had a reaction there before from light cross contamination, or it's just, this is actually a good thing to talk about too, for reader or for listeners. Um, don't, don't go to rest. Don't, don't go to Chinatown. If you have a peanut allergy, <laughs> like, you know, don't, don't go to those restaurants where your allergen is so prevalent that it's going to worry you the whole time. Go to restaurants yes. that you know are safe. You know, yes. go to uh, go to the places where you're not going to have that concern because you want to enjoy when you're eating out. Right. So we just don't go to those restaurants. And then when he's traveling, I, you know, inhale a pint of peanut butter. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Out of the house. Outside of the house. Never in the house. <laughs> Not in the house. But it, it can actually be on your lips without killing your boyfriend. <laughs> right. And poor Nutmeg, my dog, you know, he thinks peanut butter is like gold. Because he never gets it. So, oh, little buddy. I know, I know. I tried to give him almond butter. It's just not the same. No. <laughs> Put that in the Kong. He's like, meh, nothing. Crazy lady. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, we definitely have our, our favorite restaurants and, you know, we know when the kitchen is safe. And you can tell also when you go out to eat, you can tell, I feel like just by the servers yeah. questions, yeah. how well educated they are. Yeah, and I think it's okay to understand that servers are not going to be, not all places are going right. to be, you know, I, they don't all know what we know. We, we live in the profession and it's still hard to know. So yeah. yep. you got to. What I will tell you is I am always madly, wildly impressed with Disney resorts. Mm. Their commitment to food allergies is beyond what I've seen anywhere. It's really unbelievable. Is it really? magical? It is. It's <laughs> it is magical. <laughs> I mean, Disney, you can't get any better, right? No. <laughs> but that's a good point. Like, if you have a family, you want to go on a vacation. Yes. Go, you know, go somewhere where you know it's going to be safe. Yes. You know, so macadamia and allergy, maybe you don't go to Hawaii. Right. <laughs> maybe you go to, you know, to Florida yeah. or California and you spend some time. Or you go on a Disney cruise. Like, you mm-hmm. know, find Find the organizations and the places that are going to be easy for you to enjoy. Right. There's safe spots within all of it. Yeah. I really like that. Um, I have been trying to get Kendra to come on a podcast this entire year. (laughs) (laughs) And so the really fun, cool part about this is this is going to be our like 
and this is a celebratory moment, Kendra. We have accomplished a whole year of podcasting every Friday. Which is awesome. Congratulations to you. It's oh. a, really, a really great podcast. It is. Thank you. I really appreciate that. But I feel like what better way to top it off than, than Drizzle Kitchen. I really appreciate you. <laughs> well, I love your message also of direction, not perfection, because we do that with our clients a lot. I mean, I don't necessarily use that specific tagline. Sure. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I love the idea of that because it's, you know, I'm pretty extreme when it comes to healthy eating. And I talk to my girlfriends about it all the time. Like I just had some girlfriends over and um, they were talking about, they were like, well, what do you, what do you keep in your freezer for easy dinners? I'm like, really nothing. My freezer has homemade marinara sauce and maybe yeah. some cauliflower gnocchi from Trader Joe's. Definitely some frozen veggies, but you know, I really don't do a lot of processed foods or even like pre-made foods. But for some people, that's a great way for them to cook, and it's the only way they'll cook. So is that going to be better than getting ordering in your dinner? Totally, right? You know, for a lot of our clients, we you know we have that same message because I think it's important, especially with Instagram and face. You know, you see all these people who are like, I had my green juice and I flew in the you know, grass from Hawaii. Like, not everyone's going to do that. Okay. Maybe, maybe we're just going to start with some unsweetened yogurt to begin with. (laughs) Right. So I really, I, I totally embrace your message and we use it often. often, often Oh, thank you. Very kind. Yes. We all live in the real world somewhere. Right. So (laughs) yes. All right. So I wish you the best 2020. And I cannot wait to get your new cookbook. And I'm, I'm nervous to speak this out loud, but I think coming to Chicago and <gasps> yes, January. So yes. I get to come meet Nutmeg and yes. give you a hug in person. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and I forgot to mention shameless plug here. You can get my current book on Amazon. Yes. yes. Yeah. It would be an awesome holiday gift. Here's another plug because we're going into the holidays for, and if you have any family member. It's prime. So it prints to order. So it'll come right to you. And I don't even know if you want me to say this, but I feel like a Skype session for a family member would be amazing. If you have somebody who you feel like is struggling. Yeah, totally. I, I, I think, Skype sessions are great because it shows people that there's someone who can help them immediately. Right. Do you do, do you do gift card? Like how do you gift things from Drizzle Kitchen? Uh, if they want to email me, you can That's what I was gonna, yep. on the website. Yeah. Email me and then I um, can email back or mail a, uh, a fun little gift, gift card. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. You'd be such a fun gift. <laughs> <laughs> I gift you. <laughs> Thanks, Lens. <laughs> All right. Peace out. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for joining me today. If this topic served any purpose for you, or you could picture that exact person that needed this, I am always honored when you share the episode. We are making 2019 the year we are going to just pour motivation and inspiration onto others. I also forever appreciate when you leave reviews on iTunes and rate the podcast. I send you off with all the praise and momentum you deserve for staying open to new information, keeping an open mind to what your journey looks like now, within a year, within the next five years, slow and steady, y'all. It's not always instant gratification and not always that exciting, but a much gentler, redeeming path that will serve you well throughout all of your years for every season of life. 
I cannot wait to catch up next Friday. Cheers to health and happiness.